hands on deck, Miss Garvey made it, cause we're going to set sail. Poise the colours, man the cannons, cause it's time to plunder and kill. Yar, har, we're a pirate, we go wherever we please. While in combat we are awesome, we're in all the seven seas. Ho, 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 and a box of love from. Wave your hands goodbye to the landlubber scum. Yo, ho, ho, and a box of love from. Wave your hands goodbye to the landlubber scum. Pirates we are born, pirates we still be. We live on our ship, out on the sea. We rape and plunder every war, no gets in our way. That's what happens in an average pirate day. Book Rose. Welcome back. It's great to be back. I know I've been away for a couple weeks now, but with the hurricane and uh, Zach and I's vacation. So great to be back with you guys. Great to be back talking about football with my fellow bros, John, Zach, Brace. Guys, back at it again this week. This time after W, how you guys feeling after a weekend? Hey, broadcasters. Feeling pretty good after the W. I mean, a little closer than we thought there at the end. But a W's a W. First win at home on the season. Take the lead in the NFC South. I mean, what more can you want? Consistency. That's what more we could want. Uh, four <laughs> straight quarters of football. That's what more we could want. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, otherwise, a W's a W. Brady remains undefeated against the Falcons, and uh, that's always fun. And uh, it's, it's nice to write this ship. Yeah, all that and uh, revenge game beating Mariota at home always feels good too. After what he did to us, his first game in, in the league. Deep and concise, I like it. I guess I can go into it more. Uh, so Mariota played Jameis Winston yeah. uh, in their you guys first take one their week first vacation. This show goes off the rails. John, I told you, you should have just been you, you and I. We fucking killed it last week. You know it. Zach raises a good point, uh, I, and I believe we were there, right, for the for the Winston Mariota game, where Winston gave up the the pick six with his first throw of his career. So it yeah, it has been a long time coming to 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 get that back at Mariota, and it is good to look around the rest of the NFC South and see such mediocrity. Andy Dalton, you know the the Panthers are firing their their coach. Mariota looks like hot garbage. It that that's nice to see. It gives me the warm and fuzzies that we can be mediocre and still win this division. Uh, that that's good stuff, man. And that and that gives me hope because for a while there it was looking tough. I mean, admittedly, I didn't even watch the game. I was uh, out on the golf course, um, so I didn't know. But looking at the score, I think it points to what John just said. It's mediocrity, twenty-one to fifteen. Doesn't look that good against a Falcons team that's not very good itself. Um, so I, I don't know what you guys thought, but when I looked at the score and I looked at the highlights, it looked like we still had our our our, our tough tough outings, and, and we still couldn't put together like John said four quarters. So and that's disconcerting to me, being this far into the season. Yeah, it's definitely disconcerting. I mean. It was three quarters of pretty solid football. I mean, the defense played pretty well outside of a few, you know, runs by Mariota. You know, obviously for three quarters, and then the fourth quarter happened, and, you know, as maybe Devin White alluded to, they let off the gas pedal a little bit, and that's not something winning teams should or, you know, should ever do, right? Um, on the offensive side of the ball, it's still a little bit concerning that one 
we we're still having trouble running the ball when we need to run the ball. And then secondly, converting on third down seems to still be an issue for this team. And the red zone offense is still pretty bad. And I don't know what, you know, what has changed other than the head coach um, from the prior year. I mean, we were one of the best red zone teams in the league in converting touchdowns when we got into the red zone. This year is a completely different story. So, yeah, to your point, Ryan, five games in the season, there's a lot of question marks still left to be answered by this team. But fortunately, to John's point, you're in such a mediocre or mediocre slash terrible division. Um, you know, at least we have that going for us. <laughs> you know, and the and I think the Falcons aren't they're bad, but they're not as bad as probably we're making them out to be. All every game they've played this season has been, I believe, within three points, with the exception of this week when we beat them. Um, so they, they've been in it. I mean, they held their own against the Rams, against the Seahawks. Um, this is a team that that played fairly well most weeks. Um, they, they were in each game, and I expected them to be in this game, but not in the fashion that it happened. I, I can't believe that we kept them scoreless through three quarters to then let them within one blown call of taking the lead. That that's unacceptable to me. And that to me falls on coaching uh, 100%. That that's a Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles. Um, Todd Bowles has looked just absolutely lost the last three weeks. And this was no exception. And that, that kind of stuff, I, that's all coaching. I don't know what your players can do to, to keep their heads in the game. That I, I expect better. I, I, to your point, Falcons are the only team in the NFL to cover every week. So I told you like they're playing games close. Uh, and it's kind of like it stood out to me that this was a battle for first place in the division. Like they were two and two, we were two and two. That's like not a good spot to be in, right? <laughs> Against the Falcons, this Falcons team. And, uh, you know, like Ryan said, we didn't watch the game. So there's probably a lot of like feel for the game that we don't have that, that y'all do. It's, you know, I, I'm only watching highlights and looking at stats. So, like, you know, third down, Bryce, you mentioned it. This is actually, I think, our best third down game. So, like, of, of all the games, I think we were, like, over 55 or 56%, which still isn't great, but it probably felt different, I imagine, watching it, like, when they converted third downs versus when they didn't, because the second half, yeah. we I obviously mean, the, ran out of steam. The last drive is what sticks out to me. It's just, like, third down, couldn't convert. Oh, we got a holding call. We can keep going. Third down comes up, oh, roughing the passer, which I know we'll get into here in a second. Keep drive going, right? Like, those are critical third downs that we shouldn't be needing the refs to bail us out. Like, we have the talent and the capability of converting those without the help of the refs. Uh, but, yeah, I, maybe the first three quarters we were converting more than we yeah. had beforehand. It's like they I say, say you don't, one like, of the lose. Third downs, like, sorry, one of the ones we didn't convert. My bad, my bad. Would, no, that's cool, man. I wasn't would talking. have been converted. I think Kate Otten, like, I mean, it was down by the red zone. He, he, like, laid out the ball. He was clearly still on the player when he reached over for the first down. Got a bad spot. So maybe he counteracts there. But in any case, yeah, it's still a work in progress. Terrible officiating. Absolutely awful officiating, especially when it came to spotting the football. We got that first down twice as far as anyone else in the world was concerned. And so, I mean, that you saw a lot of that this weekend, uh, in the, especially in this game. 
but just absolutely terrible officiating. I'm not sure what the NFL can do to fix that, uh, but maybe we can move on to something like baseball is done with Fox track. Um, but there, there needs to be something better because we, we got that first down twice to have it taken away. What's everybody's uh, stance on the, on the uh, roughing the passer. And that was like well, the big controversy. And personally, I, I hated the call. I thought it was not a roughing the passer. Well, I mean, I, first of all, I will just bury the thought I was going to express before I got steamrolled by Bryce. So that'll, uh, that'll, that'll land <laughs> get on your that. Thoughts kind of out quickly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I think, uh, I mean, it's definitely not a flag. Uh, neither was the, uh, with the borough one. No chiefs one. Sorry. And, uh, I think you should probably make them like professional referees uh they're like part-time they're not they're not professional referees it's like a part-time gig like this is not their meal ticket so it doesn't shock me that you get shitty workmanship out of people that aren't paid to do it for a living and i know like technology is an option too but i watch a lot of premier league and i watch bar consistently screw teams over because you still need a human to step in and tell the machine sometimes you're dumb. That's not actually what happened here. So I think if they could pay them to care, they might do a better job. I don't know. I mean, the rules aren't necessarily the best anyhow to begin with. The body weight thing is dumb. Throwing him too hard is kind of dumb. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of just it, every week, every game, there's bad calls, bad calls. It's compounding. It's been that way for years. It's I mean, I'm glad it broke this way, but you know, next week it could very easily break the other way and you get jobbed. Well, that, and that's what it was, is it was back-to-back bad calls because it was a clearly blown defensive pass interference on Scotty Miller. And, you know, to hear the announcers say makeup call and to hear people on ESPN say makeup call, Good Morning Football says, well, maybe it was a makeup call. That, should, that lends back to your point there, Zach, that th- this is just bad officiating top to bottom when you can even say like, oh, it was a makeup call. Like there should be no makeup calls. We shouldn't be making up for bad calls earlier in the game. And that's no, look at was. Mike Evans. Look at the, the, the Saints game. There's a bad blown call, no call on PI on a pivotal down. Brady gets upset with the referee and starts drawing with him and a Saints player. And then Mike Evans has to come over to defend his quarterback. Then he gets suspended for a game. The root of that is a blown call. And so the effects are compounding and they make it, I understand why Brady gets frustrated at refs and I understand why players get frustrated because they are, they make it hard to do their job. And in my mind, that blown call in that Saints game is the reason why potentially we lost the next game because we didn't have Mike Evans on the field. I'm not a fan of officiating. That's not clear. Yeah. I mean, to do the, within the vacuum, that was a bad call in my opinion. Just it was not roughing the passer. I really don't know what more Grady Jarrett could do. Um, it, that's been a sack 99 out of 100 times I've watched, you know, pro football. Uh, so bad call worked out for the Bucks. To John's point, I thought it was another missed call, though, prior to that against Scotty Miller. Clear, I, I know there's been talk about Scotty not running straight down the field and running toward the sideline, thus kind of taking himself and, you know, but I guess the ball was heading that way regardless. But to me, it still met the definition of pass interference. I think really the, you know, from the roughing the passer standpoint that we saw in this game and then in Monday night against the Chiefs is really a, um, 
byproduct of what's going on with concussion protocols and, you know, the Tua situation, right? Like, obviously, there's been a point the NFL has made to their referees and their referee teams that, hey, we need to be on the lookout for, you know, I guess, what did Jerome Boer called Like, it was unnecessary roughness. I don't know if it was unnecessary roughness, but unnecessary, like, violence in the tackle or something along those lines is why he called it. And, you know, when you see it in live, it's like, yeah, I could see that, you know, so I don't, I think it was necessary to get him down, but obviously it's a point that the NFL is trying to do. It's an overreaction to an overreaction. And the fact that, Hey, this has been in the forefront of the media, this, you know, concussion protocol and keeping the player safe, especially the quarterback. So I think you're going to, you know, this was a correction an overcorrection, if you will, this week in the NFL, I think that's something, you know, as the season progresses, it'll kind of become the norm teams will kind of understand all right this is what the way we're going to have to play going forward here's how you're going to have to sack the quarterback right um but yeah it benefited the bucks obviously atlanta had all the momentum with that sack would have just kept that momentum and i don't know if they drive down the field for the winning touchdown but it sure felt that way (laughs) if they got the ball back so um yeah this one worked out for the bucks uh but as Chuck Noll used to say, you got to play better than the refs. So Atlanta had every opportunity to win this game in the first three quarters. Didn't get it done. Yeah, I completely agree. I I, I think they saw exactly what they saw with Tua in that same motion of, you know, being spun around the defender and getting uh, hit in the ground. And I think they just threw the flag as the overreaction for what happened to Tua in that situation. So... I think that had a lot of influence on it, but like you said, um, overreaction that worked out for the Bucks, and we end up with the win, end up with the NFC South lead off of week five, three and two, and we head into the week now against the Steelers going into the Steel City, one o'clock on Sunday. Steelers, um, they won their first game in thrilling fashion, and they have since lost their four um game since and their last game was abysmal against the bills so it looked very looks bad like, yeah so it looks like we might be able to uh earn another victory here with a reeling team what, what are going to be the keys to the game as we head into pittsburgh this sunday well i think the first key of the game is to play four quarters <laughs> like Stop, you know, and it it goes both ways. You know, we started off slow the first four games, then kind of picked it up. Then this past game against Atlanta, we started fast, if you will. I mean, we got out to a 21 nothing lead, fourth quarter, felt like a comfortable win, and then all of a sudden, we let our foot off the gas, and here comes Atlanta, right? Every team in the National Football League is capable of beating another team any given Sunday, right? That's been a saying since we've grown up. It's very true. I, I think the Steelers are going to be pissed off, right, from that game they just had against the Bills. Um, now, I'm not saying that <laughs> they're going to be a threat. They're not. I don't think they will. They're just not a good team. They're not a good team at all. They're starting a rookie quarterback in Kenny Pickett, who I believe Zach wanted to draft in our preview. Um, yeah, it's a ter- you know, glad we didn't do that. Um, I stand by on that. On a one-game basis. But I it was stand a terrible, by that terrible 100%. Game. <laughs> I'll give the kid he's got some moxie he was trying to throw some bows uh, or some hands when he got um, 
tackle there on the sideline. We even with those small ass hands, you know, he was gonna. Hey, you want to talk about you, know, you don't want to mess with this kid. <laughs> but in any case, I, you know, the real key of the game is, you know, this is a team we should beat. Play four quarters, play sound football, um, and we should take care of business, right? Like, don't let up. Just don't let up. It's time for John's favorite game and his key to the game. Name three receivers on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, Name I can three. do that. Okay. I can do that. Okay. You pull uh, up because that's cheating. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Black. No, no, nothing. No, 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 okay. nothing. That's your face. Uh, one, we have the dog himself, Pickens from Georgia. Yep. Okay. All right. And then you're going to have Deontay Johnson. Oh, yep. two. It's their best receiver. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Uh, and then, I mean, I think like Fryermuth's a tight end there, right? But they have the other uh, receiver from uh, Notre Dame. I'm going to stay with Fryermuth because I can't remember the kid from Notre Dame's name. Oh, Claypool. I got it. There it is. Okay. Yeah, Chase Claypool. Yeah. All right. See? Right. Did you get I... off of mute there just in case I couldn't name one? And then when I got it, you go back on mute. You kind of, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Is it Fryermuth at Steelers still? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's four. I mean, I'm counting the white guys. Oh no, that's a that 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 was more impressive than I expected. I, the key to the game for me is is going to be defense. They're a bad offensive team. We should be able to shut them down pretty handedly, which is tough for me in fantasy because I have Najee Harris. But we should be able to shut this team down. Um, and, and that's going to be the key to the game. Easy. I want to see more from our defense, especially the core defensive line, which has just looked atrocious the past few weeks. Steelers, yeah, they're very bad. Uh, they won when the Bengals still hadn't figured things out, and then they've just been losing to bad teams, right? Browns and Jets, Pats, and then obviously they got the teeth kicked in by the Bills. Um, they're bad on both sides of the ball. Like, they are, they're not a good team all around and I, if this game is close it's definitely an indictment of at least our coaching uh if not the the will of the team right all on what i just learned is Devin white sentiments about quitting basically so uh i mean i guess like yeah Najee harris is a, a really good running back so i mean you'll want to keep him penned in we didn't do that against atlanta so it'd be nice to see if we can stop the run um receivers to john's point i mean they are not easy to name they don't have a ton of great skill so um and kenny pickett despite the, you know he's just dripping with with swag but unfortunately he is not there yet so I'd like to rattle him a little bit it'd probably be good um maybe get try on out there getting some hits Keep the hits legal. Don't dive at his ankles when you're up 30 points. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know the people listening won't see this, but when you are speaking and the auto zoom focuses in on your face, it's a great effect to make it look like you're saying something that's, you know. Is it dramatic? Grandiose. It does, man. It, 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 is, it adds a drama effect. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. funny. Shout out Apple for making me look really <laughs> uh, dramatic. Um, yeah, that must be yeah. really difficult to watch, knowing what comes out. Oh, there. <laughs> like, see, yeah, the zoom in. I like how you zoom. square the two. Yeah. Wait, can it find me? Where am I? There I am. Okay, all right. 
Um, I agree with everything. It's it's one of those games where, like you said, if if it's close, it's an indictment on coach and staff on the preparedness of your team. This is kind of one of those games that you'd like to start fine tuning all those things we said prior about our past games where we are being more efficient on third downs. We are um, converting in the red zone. We're doing the things that kind of build towards a more successful season rather than just, you know, winning the game. This is the type of team you want to see that kind of effort against. So um, that's what I'm looking for as keys to the game, um, making sure that our weak points were, were strengthening and we're becoming a more well-rounded team because this is, like I said, the team that you got to do it against uh, before your schedule gets a little more out of hand. Yeah, we just have this this week and next week, and then we've got a pretty tough stretch Ravens. with Rams-Ravens in Germany. So, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think, I mean, you can call it a tune-up. I mean, I doubt we're going to look past them to Carolina, but we just need to make sure we focus on getting better against these teams because it's not going to get easier. Our schedule, the way it's worked out, is not that easy. Like, it's not, it's not a chump schedule. So take these lightly i mean every nfc south game needs to be treated as a tune-up game because the rest of the schedule is much much more dog in it we should be these should be games that you are like to ryan's point focusing on the areas we need to improve because you're going to have to improve before you face some of those tougher you know most likely playoff teams that are coming up on our schedule in the ravens and the rams um another side note though is that the tough part about this game is the fact that it's in Pittsburgh the Bucks have only won once in their history in Pittsburgh can anybody tell me what year that yeah was? I can actually tell you a lot about that game because it was Mike okay. Lennon, quarterback and Another I was living fun in Tennessee game. at the time and I'll never forget watching that game and the announcers and Fox putting up the graphic that already had our record change to having lost that game and then we get to come back and win that game and they have to go and change some numbers around because the idiots put the car well before the horse. Mike Lennon had something to say about it. A year-wise, is that like 14? 2014, yeah. The year yeah, before yeah. Jameis. Anybody who, who caught, caught the game-winning touchdown? touchdown? Mike Evans? B-Jax. B-Jax. Damn. May he rest in peace. And yeah. Lewis Murphy caught the fourth down or whatever that kept the drive alive. Did you know Brandon yeah. Marshall's dead? Yes. Yeah. Sad. I saw it on a TikTok today. Someone mentioned like former Bears players, and they said Brandon Marshall, RIP. And yeah. like, shocked me. Wait, he's really dead, or is it just one of those like? No, he's dead. What the? I saw uh, the murder she wrote lady died today. Probably took her her name? Angela Lansbury. Yeah, that well, is that Angela one's more Lansbury. than Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall, was, UCF, UCF, great. That's, that's right. Sad. Did was it a mystery how she died? I, I think it's going to be a you know feature film about how she okay. died at ninety-seven. <laughs> I believe we have the easiest strength of schedule to end the season in the NFL because we played Cardinals, Panthers, Falcons. Yeah, because it's garbage. We got a bunch of garbage going forward. Um, but there's a lot of garbage in the NFL right now, and it's that's just what we're seeing. And the fact that we look mediocre doesn't really bum me out. 
when the whole NFL looks so bad. There, there's an, yeah. other than the NFC East, uh, nobody looks good. And I don't really I know mean, what to think of the NFC East. Like, I, I still don't think Philadelphia is a five and O team. I mean, I know they are, but like, I mean, they I are. don't see that. <laughs> The Cowboys somehow are better with Cooper Rush at quarterback than Dak, which makes no sense. Like they're doing their best. I know they're going head to head this week, so something's got to give. Um, but you know, you know, when Philly won in 2017 and they were like up to a 10 to 0 start, that team seemed like a really good team. I don't get that feeling from Philly. Like to your point, John, I I think the NFC is there for the taking. Like, it doesn't matter that we're three and two. You know, I don't really trust any of those teams in the NFC East. I still think if it came down to the playoff time and we're facing Philly, even if it's in Philly, I like our odds with Tom Brady as our quarterback. Well, only uh, the AFC is, is a different story. Uh, the Bills are for real. Is, the Chiefs are for is, real. Um, it's not, not really a different story. It's those two teams, and then everyone else is two and two or three and two. I mean, outside of the outside of the NFC East, only the Vikings have a better record than us in the NFC. So, I mean, all of these teams are, there's a lot of parity right now because there are a lot of teams playing bad football. And I, I think the Giants are four and one. I, I, I mean, that's, worst, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Worst four and one team in the history of the NFL. Um, Wasn't it just like a year or two ago that, you know, every NFC East team was like a like under 500 at some point? The like seven well into nine, the season. The seven and nine uh, commanders made the, that's right. Yeah. Playoffs. I thought that isn't was every team, year. In that. that the team we beat in the wild card round? That is the team we it beat. Is. Taylor Heineke. Barely. Barely. And it was the clo- and it was the closest game we played. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's certainly the NFC is. I mean, really every division, every conferences, or both conferences are shaping up to have a lot of interesting storylines down the line. I have no clue what to make of the NFC East, and. Uh, Everybody else, like the NFC West is, I think everybody's two and two. Everybody, everybody's tied except for, or. Yeah, except for the 49ers. Except for the 49ers, yeah. So. Yeah, I think everyone else is two and three. Two and three, five. sorry. Yeah. Two and three, yeah. They were two and two. Everybody's Correct, two. yeah. So, I mean, the NFC is jam-packed in the middle. And we'll have to see who comes and rises to the top. Just like Cream, Cream always rises to the top. <laughs> <laughs> but um, spot the lie you're about to taste the cream of a, a hot white cream of an eighth grade <laughs> the hot white cream <laughs> of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers oh uh, I don't like that two mugs uh, fell in a bucket yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay which, all right for which our final thoughts here final thoughts here um we head in against the Steelers we've got fantasy players to pick uh, for the box game. So final thoughts. Let's start with Bryce because I started with Zach last time. So Bryce, fantasy player to look for against the Steelers. Yeah, so I guess my final thought before I pick my fantasy player is um, can we make this a complete game? I want to see a complete game from the defense, the offense. The, you know, I was listening to Todd Bowles on, on the radio today saying, you know, one of these days, it'd be nice to have a blowout. Let's make it this game. I want to see a blowout. And for that reason, I'm going to stick. I'm going to roll with who I got last week. Tom Brady, fancy player of the game. Book it. I love it. I uh, 
I think Tom Brady's been having a great season. I'm with you, too. I want to see a blowout. I'd love to see it. We've been having too many close games, and we're a better team than we've been showing. So let's go ahead and uh, just take care of business against this game. For me, I'm going to pick my boy, Mike. I want to have a big game from him because my fantasy team needs it. We're in dire straits over here, all right? We're one and four. We're getting blown out. I've got, like, more than 100 points against – than anybody else in my league. So, Mike Evans have a big game. That's my fantasy player. Okay. Um, so, um, I did a little 60-second uh, research on performances against the Steelers' defense. Um, from my thorough analysis, it looks like the number two receiver eats against the Steelers. So, to that end, I will go with Chris Godwin as my pick since Mike will eat up. Is Minka healthy? Is that, that's the only guy in the secondary I can think of. So he'll attract the coverage, and then Chris Godwin will have a Gabe Davis-like game. I had a very similar thought to you, Zach, but I'm going with a different pick. Russell Gage, who has been comfortably riding on my fantasy bench for the past two weeks while I put in Julio Jones to put up zero points. Russell Gage is getting a start for me this week over Darnell Mooney and Julio Jones. Uh, he's going to be my wide receiver too. I'm going with Russell Gage this week. With those studs, John, what is your record if Ryan's one well, and four? He did say it's number two receiver, right? So I'm hoping you've got a real stud as your number one wide receiver, right? You mean Michael Pittman Jr.? So no. no. That's not, yeah, so that is a bad receiving core. I'll tell you exactly. Hold on. I am. Oh, cheers to another week. I just won. Uh, my team. <laughs> Who the hell are you uh, playing? I ESPN. Am four, I am four and one. And uh, yes, my wide receivers this past week were Michael Pittman Jr. and Julio Jones, um, which was bad. I don't have a good. I don't have a good receiver. My receivers Julio are didn't Darnell play, Moody. right? Huh? Julio did not play. Put up a zero. Okay, I just wanted to um, check that. Okay. <laughs> Russell, Russell Gage and Michael Gallup uh, are on my bench. They are trash. But I, I put stars around them. Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, uh, Tyler Higby, Tom Brady, you know, Ryan Suckup. You're fantasy champs, really. Hey, I like, uh, I like your stable of running backs. Saquon's coming through this, this who, week. Who was your first-round draft pick? I want to say Nick Chubb. So you pick is this like a sixteen team league? You're picking sixteen. I that was a joke. The, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> Flabbergasted the man. I don't know. I picked who I picked. <laughs> He's bamboozled over there. Last, <laughs> last week. He's bamboozled. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, my my bench also has Jared Goff and Cooper Rush, as well as Matt Gay. Oh, that's picks two, three, and four. Okay, got it. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're, uh, you're lying. You're first top heavy, first. John, but they, the, they are definitely carrying that team to one and four. Four and one. Four, four and one, one boys. Sorry. One and four is the uh, the my pathetic brothers team over there. <laughs> well, yeah, you heard it here first. Let John pick your running backs, but don't let him manage your team. Still playing Julio Jones the past two weeks. Oh man. So guys, this is a great picks. Um, we're looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to the game against the Steelers, hopefully going four and two and looking ahead into next week as we look to uh, 
get back with you guys. But I think that's going to sign us off here, guys. Uh, hope to see you next week. And as we like to say, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Minus eight. Someone spiked my meals on wheels. <laughs> you know, uh, my uh, life alert didn't go off. <laughs> That'll teach you. I'm going to be with my life alert. <laughs> they hacked the life alert.